Hello and welcome back to Holy Half Hour. It's so good to be back, Kieran. Hey! It sure is, Michael. It sure is. Hello, hello. Hello, How are you, man? I'm really good, thanks. I'm really excited to be recording with you again, my friend. We're a little bit late. We promised... The start of February. <laughs> I st- this still does this count as the start of February? I feel like it start counts kind of. Yeah, it's in the first half. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we said the so, first the first Monday record. is what we said, but you know, we were having yeah. such a good time, weren't we, Kieran? Just relaxing by the pool, um, <laughs> doing yeah. other. What do people do on holidays again? I can't remember. It's been such a long time since anyone was allowed to go on a holiday, Kieran. Yeah, I know I'm a bit out of practice too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are so glad you're with us, ladies and gentlemen. We are so excited that you have joined us for Holy Half Hour. If you are new here, we have games, quizzes, Kieran does amazing music, we have Bible facts, and we try to squeeze it all into half an hour. It is your one-stop shop for amazing Christian entertainment, and we are very excited. Spread the word. Tell your friends at Holy Half Hour on social media, and hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk is our email. Just trying to squeeze it all in there, Kieran, what do you think? It's pretty good. Nice, nice work, man. That was good. <laughs> smooth, smooth. Thank you. Well... We've got a lot to fit in, and we are really excited about this year. So we are going to skip past all the New Year's celebrations, seeing as we missed January, and we're going to dive straight into it with our first game. Well, before we do that, Michael, it was a certain somebody's birthday (laughs) in the the interim period between Christmas and, and now. Whose birthday was it, Michael? Oh, probably quite. We were all off for quite a while, so it's probably quite a few people's birthdays, really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly had one in there. Special someone. Yeah. Hey, it was Michael's birthday, everybody. It was indeed. And we had a fun, fun incident where I got Michael a gift. What did? What gift did I get you, Michael? Well, Kieran bought me <laughs> a book. Well, he actually got me two books. Um, mm. And they're very nice. We listen to a podcast, which is like a, a nerdy, uh, actual play, uh, nerdy, geeky podcast. And they were so successful that they turned their narrative into a comic book style book. And Kieran bought me part one and part two of the uh, of the comic book book, didn't you, Kieran? Yeah, but there was something uh, when you <laughs> opened it, Michael. There was something oddly familiar about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> about that book it, wasn't there. It's fair to say that two birthdays previous, Kieran had already <laughs> bought me the book that he then bought me again two years later. I uh, do you know. Do you know? I'm I'm really pleased that it was two years ago and not last year. Well, because I could I could totally have done that, but I'm glad it didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> it all starts to make sense when I say things to Kieran like. Oh, um, <clears throat> do you recognize this gift I got you? And it was, and it's something that I referred to in the previous episode of the podcast or something. And he just tumbleweed goes past his <laughs> past his mind. He's, you're not necessarily blessed with the greatest of memories. It's fair to say. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> in fact, uh, sorry, where am I? I'm fairly what? sure that I'm, Why? <laughs> I'm fairly sure that in the first Why? season of the podcast. Kieran repeat an anecdote like the the set the week after he said it in the first place, which was uh, was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, probably probably did. I I my memory's not good enough to challenge you on that. <laughs> that's the problem. So I just have to accept accept that story. Yeah, 
well, there's nothing nothing to be done. You'll just have to start doing some brain training and other things uh, <laughs> in order to to get your memory up. Because quite quite frankly, Kieran, as generous as your birthday present was, it's just just not good enough. Just not good enough to to have mm. the same birthday present twice. I'll have to take a picture well, and uh, of both of the same books and uh, post them on the social media at Holy Half yeah, Hour yeah. for you guys to see on the Instagram channel. Well, rest assured, my friend, you're getting one every year now. <laughs> every year, the same book. <laughs> Expensive <laughs> jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I look forward to not reading it next year, too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Kieran, I thought, seeing as this is a new year for us, even though it's February, I would come up with a brand new game idea that's never before been mm-hmm. on the podcast that you would just love so much. Um, and it's not at all in any way ripped off of a very common quiz trope. Um, it's, <laughs> it's unique to me. No one's ever done it before. Um, and you're going to be so I impressed. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I have... Five worship songs. I don't have them. Mm. I'm going to give you the names of them. And you just have to tell me what year you think they were released, Kieran. That's it. It's just like, what year do you think this song came out? Kind of music quiz. Okay. I love this stuff. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be good. So for bonus points, which mean nothing, you can tell me who you think it was that recorded it or released it. And also uh, see if you know the song itself. So the first one, for example... Is uh, "Blessed Be Your Name," Kieran? Do you know? Do you know the song ah. "Blessed Be Your Name"? How does that go? I do know the song "Blessed Be Your Name." Uh, it goes, "Blessed be the name of the Lord." Yeah, blessed be your name. <laughs> Matt Redman even does a little yeah <laughs> does in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He does a little shamon. Um, <laughs> it is Matt Redman. Yes, well done. So, uh, bonus point there. Yeah. But what year? Yeah. What year did Blessed Be Your Name come out, Kieran? And listeners at home, what year did Blessed uh, Be Your Name come out? I think Blessed Be Your Name was late 90s. Mm. And I want to say 97? Okay, okay. I feel like I might I feel like that might be too early actually, but I'm going to stick with you it. Can re- you can you can revise. I'll, I'll let you do one revision of your guess if you want if you feel like okay. that's too early. Well, it, it might, be, might be closer to the millennium, so maybe uh, 99. Okay, okay. Well, you are, of course, incorrect. Because <laughs> it's a really hard quiz. Like, guess a single year out of all the years. But you're very close. And yeah. it was closer to the millennium. It was actually 2002 that Blessed Be Your Name Oh, right. So, right, yeah. that late. Okay. It was, but three years, that's pretty close. I'm impressed. Yeah. That's pretty good. Because Matt, Matt Redmond's been going a wee while. Yes. Like, I think he started in maybe the <laughs> mid-90s. So I, I thought that he, he might have, uh, that might have been an earlier one. Yeah, yeah. Fair, yeah. fair enough. It's a good guess, though. Well, Kieran, yeah. do you know, if I said to you, Lord of the Dance, what would you, <laughs> what would you say to me? <laughs> Uh well I would uh, I'm picturing uh like uh, <laughs> Michael well, Flatley. Think- no I'm thinking of River Dance. I'm yeah. thinking of River Dance. I think the uh, the River Dance yeah. folks had a Lord of the Dance as well potentially. I'm not sure. Or or oh, Michael right. Flatley okay. was called okay. Lord of the Dance maybe like that was his nickname or something. Oh right, was sure. he part of that ensemble? Yeah, yeah, he was that. like the the lead guy, I think. Okay. You, okay. So you don't you're not sure what song Lord of the Dance is? 
Uh, it rings a bell. I, 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 you'll have to remind me. So this goes... <laughs> I don't want to sing. It goes, dance then, wherever you may be. I am the Lord of the dance, said he, and I'll lead oh, you all wherever yeah. you may be, and I'll lead you all in a dance, said he. Um, we used to sing this one. I don't want to give you too many clues, but we used to sing this one in primary school assemblies. So, yeah, um, yeah. so it's it's not that new. Yeah. But uh, right. But what do you think, Lord of the dance? Do you, do you recognize it now? I sang it to you. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I'm, and it's it's not a new one. I don't know how old it is though. Maybe seventies. Mm. Seventy four. That's the year I'm going to go for. Good guess. Good guess. You locking in with seventy four? Yeah, yeah. Let's go with that. All right. Here comes the inevitable kazoo. Because <laughs> obviously it's a really hard quiz. But you're pretty good. Seventy four is pretty good. I should really give you a five year buffer but it was 1963 written Ooh. by Sidney Carter but actually the melody there okay is a sh- an old shaker song called simple gifts or written in 1848 but the uh, but the lord of the dance m- lyrics was 1963 so that was a pretty pretty right. pretty good guess Kieran i'm impressed okay yeah okay how about the classic song Kieran Refiner's Fire. Mm, if I said to you, Refiner's brilliant. Fire, what would you sing back? I would sing, Choose to be holy. <laughs> because uh, th- there was a counter melody that the women in church used to sing when we were kids. Yeah. And I always, I couldn't get through it without laughing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, and then I remember telling a, a mutual friend of ours about it. And then every time we did that song, we used to make eye contact and then it was all over. Um a l- yeah. great song, though. It is great a great song. song. It is a great uh, song. Uh, Kieran and I grew up in the yeah. same church, and I remember well that uh, counter melody <laughs> that the ladies used to sing. There's a lot of songs in our church that just like half the congregation knew that it was their job to sing an extra bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was actually quite satisfying, <laughs> totally, but some totally. of them were pretty funny. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Refiner's yeah. Fire is the one that goes, Refiner's Fire. What is is to be holy. Is to be holy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, Kieran, do you know who wrote it or what year it was written? Slash uh, well, Refiner's Fire is... Oh, what's his name? Uh, Listeners at home. Was it Stuart Townend? I think it was Stuart Townend. Wasn't Stuart Townend, although that is a very good guess because it is of was his Was it Bri- Brian Dirksen? It was Brian Dirksen. Well done. Uh, Bravo, Brian. I always get those guys mixed up. I'm going to give you a, an honorary ding for that great, great knowledge. Thank you. Woo-hoo. Thank you. But what year, Kieran? Refiner's Fire. Yeah, I think we're talking 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have no idea when, but I feel like it might be the 80s. So we'll go bang in the middle, 85. Well, I did say in the last one I should give you a five-year buffer. So I'm going to give you a ding for that one. Because it oh. was, in fact, 1990, Kieran. So you're oh, five wow. years out. Okay, okay. Well, that's pretty good, pretty yeah. good. Well done. Yeah. And you knew who wrote it, so you definitely mm. get an honorary ding there. Right. Nice one. Here's a song you'll have never heard of, Kieran. Amazing Grace. (laughs) (laughs) Now, if I said to you Amazing Grace, what's the first version that comes to your mind? That's a better question. 
Uh, yeah, the the newer one. I think it's the newer one. How does that one go? Uh, the, the, I once was lost, Ooh. but now I'm found. Nice. Rather than going like, the older one has lots of more notes in. Yeah, I don't even know, Do you know anymore. I, mean? I, I get confused about which one's which and which one's new and which one's old. And I assume that there's like at least 10 versions prior to the first one I ever yeah. heard that I've never heard of. But yeah, we know we all know mm. who ama- mm. what Amazing Grace is. But when was it mm. written? And well, here's the thing. It was written it was written 7 years prior to it being published. Um, so let's go right. with the published date. And who was it? Oh, published I'm glad by? you said that because otherwise I would be totally adrift. Well, I don't right want now. you to get. I don't want you to get. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't want you to get it wrong unnecessarily. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Uh, do you, also, do you know who who wrote it? Do you remember? Yeah, uh, yeah. Former uh, former slave trader. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name again? John. Yes. John, John something. Yes, it was John something. John, yeah. It was John. John Mc, John McBaddy. N- 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 and then he changed his name n- after n- his conversion. N- n- Newton. Oh, John Newton. Hey, well done. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I, uh, this is going to uh, display my ignorance for all to see. <laughs> oh But I, I, don't, I, I don't have a great idea of when that was written. But I think... Seventeen hundreds, seventeen hundreds. But where in the seventeen hundreds? I don't know. I'm going to go in the later half. I've, I want to say seventeen seventies, but uh, so I'm going to go seventeen seventy five. Kieran, oh my! I mean, you did a lot of uh, a lot of uh, what, what's it when I don't know. You did, you weren't sure, but somehow yeah, exactly. This thing, yeah. you did a lot of strange noises there. But somehow you got a out of it hey. in the end. Written in nice. 1772, published in 1779. Mm. Well done. Mm. Well done. Wow. Whew. I mean, I'm so impressed that I can't even bring myself to, to move to the last question, but I'm going to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Here's one. If only we'd done that one last. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might also st- finish strong on this one. Let's see. The last one is Desert Song. Oh. If I said to you Desert Song, Kieran, what would you sing back to me? Uh, but that's a different song. Uh, but it was the same album. It was the same album, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't I don't remember the intro for Desert Song anymore. Um, oh, it went diddle-loon, 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 boo-bee-boo-bee-boo. Was it that one? I don't know. I'm not sure. I just remember how it starts. Like, this is my prayer in the desert. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun to do that song. We need to to bring that one back. In open E. Got to play in open E. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. Totally, totally. Good. The toms going on the drum kit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Big sort of rumbling rumbling beat. Oh, it was great. Shout out to Phil, who used to play drums (laughs) on Desert Song really well. Um, Yeah. Well, we all know it. We all like it to varying degrees. But who wrote it and what year, Kieran? What do you think? So, uh, well, it was Hillsong. 
mm-hmm. but I, 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 Brooke Fraser was certainly the lead singer, and I imagine at least co-wrote it because she's a she's a clever lassie. Aye, she is. I'm going to give um, you a ding there. It was aye. Brooke Ligertwood, and at the time Fraser was her surname because she wasn't married when she wrote mm-hmm. it, uh, and she gets yeah. soul writing credits. In fact, ah, okay, okay. But what year? And I think the year was. 2012. Mm. You're going to lock in with 2012? Listeners yeah. at home, what do you think? Well, Kieran uh, I'm not thinks. confident, actually, but I'm going to go with that. Okay, okay. I feel like the more recent songs, I should give you less of a buffer. But considering it's still mm. a really difficult quiz, I'm going to stick with the five years and give you a ding. Because it was actually 2007 that it came out. Oh, Oof, oh like man! Just made it within your five-year buffer, but yeah, it's quite early. Right, surprisingly See, I, I, early. I knew, I knew it was after all of the above, which mm. I think was two thousand and six. I was pretty sure it came out after that, but I didn't realize it was it was uh, that soon. Yeah, but then they do release ten albums a year. Hillsong, <laughs> very true. So you know, very true. Uh, yeah, all filler, no killer. Well, that's not true. Some of it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Some filler, some killer. Well, Kieran, you did a lot better on that quiz than I thought you were going to do, to be honest. That was a, a real tricky one, and uh, you did very well. I wonder how... I'm as surprised as you are, man. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Very good, very good. Well, let's do something else. Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Well, Michael, for this week's unlikely worship song, I've been looking forward to returning to this segment. Me too. With you. Me too. I love. And, I love all uh, the nonsense uh, you get up to. <laughs> well, boy, have I got something special for you today. <laughs> so, as as this as this airs, it will be, I think, just after Valentine's Day. Yeah, this is going out so, on the fifteenth. Absolutely. Yeah. So, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Hope you had a good one if you were celebrating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought it'd be great to have a song that uh, you know is like romantic, mm. but in a holy way. It's important, very maybe. important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm I'm getting into dangerous territory here. I'm getting a bit nervous <laughs> the way I'm setting this up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so that's the premise here is. A song for a cr- lovely Christian couple to listen to on their Christian date night. <laughs> so, so that that's that's all I'll say. Lovely couple, and I'll let you ha- have a listen, Michael. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm excited to hear it. Here we go. Bible study. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Girl, I know how you like it Corinthians and a little bit of Titus And then we wind down with a passage from Leviticus Maybe a holy kiss I know that we'll be reading 24-7 Whatever the weather That journal you've got looks so good in leather, girl Come on What do you mean, no song of songs? Bible study Ha, ha, ha. 
here, and that's very, very risky. <laughs> very naughty. <laughs> very Scottish of you there. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. That was very good. I, I want to hear her verse. Come on. Where's the second verse? Oh, yeah. Where's the, re- where's the well, response? Well, I'll do a part two, my friend. I'll, uh, I will find uh, a lady who wants to do a rap. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she can perform verse two. Right. We demand a verse two. So, Kieran, <laughs> it's your job. Or listeners, hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. Yeah, yeah. We want a female response to this Valentine's uh, Bible if, study track. If if anybody, like, uh, seriously, if anybody wants to out there, email us and I'll send you, like, the backing track and you can record over the top. Keep it clean. Keep, Keep it, it PG thirteen, <laughs> exactly. but uh, but feel feel free to have a go. Well, there you uh, go. I feel like maybe lo- long time listeners Jack and Kristen might want to have a crack at that. Mm. But anybody who uh, anybody who's listening to this, you're welcome to have a go. Absolutely. Uh, just get in touch, and we'll we'll send you the we'll send you the beat. We've made you an offer you can't refuse, listeners. So let's hear it. <laughs> well, Kieran, good job again, and I, I'm excited to hear about all of the uh, excellent responses that we receive. No doubt. The thing is, we actually do get people get, get getting in touch with us, Kieran, don't we? It's just that I think people are a little bit shy to be put on the podcast mm. at the moment. They're a wee bit shy. Listeners, listeners to our show, Michael, are very intelligent, mm. but they're also perhaps uh, you know maybe some of them are are in the more shy end of the. Mm. Mm. Uh, they're either the introversion, extroversion. I don't know. They're either I'm shy. Making a generalization <laughs> about people I don't know. <laughs> they're either shy or they've just got better things to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're so they're such important people, and they have so much happening in their lives. Yeah, like lo- lots of like uh, you know, lots of people listen, prime ministers and presidents mm-hmm. from around the world. Yeah, but they have so much to do yeah. that they'd never have time to write in. Exactly, and they're so busy that we really should move on so we can keep it to under half an hour. So that's <laughs> <laughs> agreed. The top, 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 top three, three, three. Okay, Kieran, it's time for the top three for this week. I'm really excited to be doing top threes again with you, my friend. You've been getting pretty good at them recently. I've missed this. Yeah, I feel like I've had a good run before Christmas of mostly mostly winning, which was a rare a rare treat yeah, for me. Top threes are hard as well, so because you've got to get them all in yeah. the right order. So, anyway, mm. the words of the top three for this week are new, old, and year. New, okay. old, and year. Now, ladies and gentlemen, while Kieran is uh, thinking about these words, I'm going to tell you what the top three is. I have searched, in quotations, these exact words in the New International Version of the Bible, and Kieran has to rank them in the order in which they are they appear, as in the number of times that they appear. So how many times does new appear in the New International Version? How many times does old? And how many times does year appear? Okay, Kieran, what are you thinking? Let us into that big old brain of yours. Well, I think there's an awful lot of, in the Bible, of stating the time at which things happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, for that reason, I feel like year might be the top. Right. I feel like it might be the most common one. Mm -hmm. Maybe. This is difficult, though, Michael. This This is maybe the hardest one we've ever ever done, I have to say, uh, before I get it completely wrong. Uh, <laughs> Let me just equivocate for one second before I finalize my Yeah, guess. exactly. Exactly. Um, so, and then I think, 
I think new is going to come up more than old, mm -hmm. maybe. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to say from from most to least, mm -hmm. year, new, old. Okay, okay. Like you said, this but is a... I don't, but I, you don't, I'm not very confident, you don't confident in that. But you're going to lock it in there? No. I think so, yeah. All right. Let's take a look at the answers and whether or not you got it right. Oh, oh not Kieran. a surprise. But what you have managed to do is another rare thing in that you got them all wrong. Hooray! Hey. But this is a hard that's one. What, I think that's only happened once before. <laughs> old is actually the most numerous. 329 oh. mentions. Then year okay. with 312. So that was really close. And then new bringing up the rear with 195. So it was a mm. tough one though. Quite numerous, uh, quite numerous words. I'm curious, Michael. Uh, the The word "old" came up the most. Mm. Do you have any sense from your research of in what context it came up? Was it in reference to people's ages yeah. or or what? Yeah, there was a lot of ages. Like so and so lived to be some number of years old, and you know there was a lot of that because there's a lot of genealogies, there's a lot mm. of ages, especially like early Bible times. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I definitely think it was a lot to do with that for yep. sure. Okay. But it was a close one. And interestingly, I forgot. And this is why I always say that's the new international version of the Bible. Because recently, I was reading through the uh, the English Standard Version. And I didn't realize that, it, that when I did these top threes, it had defaulted to the ESV. And the numbers were different. Because I was like, oh, better be consistent. So I changed back to the NIV and then plugged the words back in. And a lot of them changed. So... Right. Like, it was right. like, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 here or there. But for some of the mm. other top 10s I've done recently, between the between the transitions, there was quite a, a marked difference. So, uh, yeah, it's good, okay. to, good to check your translation. So what I'm saying is, if it had been the ESV, Kieran, you might have been right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll, that's a good consolation for me Absolutely. then. Absolutely. I'll bring that up now every time I lose this segment. <laughs> like, well, what about other translations? Yeah, you'll be like, oh, well, actually, in the original Hebrew, uh, I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of the new living today. That's yeah. why I got it wrong. I've just been really living in the message version, and uh, there's loads of <laughs> mentions of baseball in there. Bible facts. Bible facts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you may or may not remember that we are journeying through the Bible, the 66 books, and we are doing a kind of interesting fact, something you might not know about each one of them. Well, whenever we can find interesting facts, sometimes we just come up with <laughs> thoughts or, uh, you know, things to share. And we are having a good time uh, uh, doing it, aren't we, Kieran? Certainly, yeah. It's been, a, it's been an exciting journey. Too right. And now we are all the way to Job. And it is my turn to come up for, uh, with an interesting fact about Job. And uh, Kieran, not going to lie, I found it difficult this week. I found it hard. Um, I felt, like, I felt okay. like most of the Job facts are kind of well known. Uh, that Job is kind of a fairly straightforward book. So this is maybe more of a devotional thought, really. But here we go. So Job, unknown time period, as in when it was written, although it's one of the earlier books and it's set during the patriarchal time. Unknown author and the theme of course is that 
God is active in realms beyond our understanding and especially in the midst of great suffering. And I think when I was reading through it and researching, the one thing that really stuck out to me was, you know, Job was a really wealthy man. Bible says in Job chapter 1, 2 to 3, it says he had seven sons, three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys, and had a large number of servants. He was the greatest man among all the people of the East. And as you know, probably if you've read Job or heard about it in popular culture, Job loses everything. And in the narrative of Job, that's something that God allows to happen. And... I think that when I was reading it and when I've read it before, you kind of just, you just accept that. But actually, we kind of think, well, God allows it to happen. But if it wasn't for God, Job would still be like the wealthiest man in the East and he'd still be, you know, just really successful, great, awesome guy. But actually, the kind of wealth that Job has, if you think about it, is wealth largely made up of animals, livestock, you know, a year or two of drought or a serious disease or, or some other natural event could easily have also taken away all of his wealth. Like he could have been brought down that low without God intervening in the sense that he or allowing the accuser, the the Satan to um to, you know, do what was done in the narrative of Job. And I think it's just really interesting because in our modern culture we work really hard and we are always thinking, well, not all people, but many people are, all, are thinking of ways that they can become wealthy. They're focusing on their careers, they're investing, they're thinking about passive income streams. Mm-hmm. They want their, to find their unique selling point so they can make it big. And they're thinking if they can attain that wealth, then that's it. I'll have that wealth and the wealth will take care of itself. But in reality, modern wealth is often just as, if not more fleeting than Job's wealth was. And I think that idea, it never really struck me before that Job could have lost everything anyway. And it's a good reminder, you know, of that really well-known verse in Matthew 6. Uh, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So I guess my interesting fact is more of a vaguely interesting speculation, but that Job could have lost everything with or without God being involved directly in his story like that. But either way, he would have responded because he was a righteous man. He was faithful to God. He would have responded with his heart in the right place like he did. And just that our wealth can be just as fleeting. And I think I was challenged to kind of recenter my priorities recenter my focus what am i striving for is my heart in the right place because there's this idea that when we make it when we make it when we have the house or we have the successful career then we're sorted but actually we've seen in a really challenging time in our world that you know everything can be taken away especially for people who well especially for anybody but People like you, like me, Kieran, who have privilege, we're privileged people, we live in wealthy countries, we're, you know, we're white, Mm. cisgender males, we have every opportunity to succeed. But even being the wealthiest 1% with all the advantages, you know, you still have to check yourself 
because nothing is guaranteed. Only God mm. is guaranteed. Um, and it's yeah. a good reminder because, you know, we need to we need to work to make sure that the world is a more just place and we don't benefit from so much privilege. I'm not saying we're fine because we're privileged. What I'm saying is even the most privileged people take the security of their wealth and success for granted. And we shouldn't be doing that. So, yeah, what do you think here? And that's my interesting speculation mm. about Job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's uh, it's a sobering reminder, mm. isn't it? To not uh, to not cling too tightly to wealth, because um, even in even with all of our technology mm. and uh, the wor- the world that we live in now, and the re- the relative luxury that we have, certainly compared to people who lived even a century mm. ago, you know, we live the kind of many of us in the West certainly lead the kind of lives that, you know, even royalty would only have dreamed of centuries yeah, ago. Absolutely, you know. Um, it is so easy to become complacent, I think. And, that, you know, that's been a challenge for me as I've been, you know, working the last couple of years in a, in a relatively well-paid job. Mm. And, you know, so many of the ways in which I leaned on the Lord in my 20s, mm. say, you know, a lot, a lot of those situations have changed for yeah. me. And that is an interesting dynamic. And it is an interesting challenge then as to how do you continue to uh, come to God uh, recognizing your need for mm. him on a daily basis. And that is an ongoing theme in my life at the moment yeah. <laughs> as to how to how to get that balance right. Uh, and a good thing that God is very gracious because I am basically getting it wrong <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah, a lot of I the relate time. to that. Uh, so, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good reminder to not cling too tightly to to that wealth. But I think also interesting in the sense that, you know, maybe a lot of Christians would tend towards a interpretation of their circumstances that says, you know, if a if a there's there's got to be a reason why this bad mm. thing happened. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's got to be a direct action, either from the Lord or maybe from the mm. enemy, and you know, and 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 I I believe that can happen, but I also believe that there are so many things going on in the world, so many different factors that things do happen that are just you know, uh, terrible tragedies, and of course God in His omniscience knew they were all going to happen. I'm not going to wade into the predestination <laughs> debate here. Um, but but I think uh, that there's something about being able to say, well, however, for why, whatever reason behind this happening, the important thing is, how do I respond? Mm, mm. And, and, and who do I look to? Because as you've said, Job could have lost his wealth a million mm. ways. Um, but the important thing about the story is the response of his yeah, heart. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, that's a, it's a powerful reminder. It's good. Well, thanks for your thoughts on that, my friend. Th- likewise. Thank you, man. Bible facts. Bible facts. Bible facts. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is so good to be back. We are so happy that you are tuning in and listening. You can expect episodes every Monday of Holy Half Hour going forward. 
we are working hard to get those episodes into your podcast feeds. Remember to share it with your friends, tell your family. You know, we really want to create a, more of a community around this because we love doing it. And we honestly think that Christians need to produce more fun entertainment because that's why we do this show, because we want to hear more amazing Christian entertainment. Uh, so we thought, let's just let's yeah. just make it. Let's Let's make it. So, yeah. Kieran, how can they get in touch with us one more time in case they want to? Well, we are on the usual social media channels. You can also uh, email us. It's hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. Yes. Yes. It's been a while. <laughs> it is hello at holyhalfhour.co.uk. certainly is. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Comments, questions, contributions to uh, the Valentine's rap song, uh, whatever you want to say. Do get in touch with us. Absolutely. And until next week, goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>